In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Cleveland. It's game day, and I'm here with Paul, part of the uh, UK Bengals. Paul, how are you, mate? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, uh, broken up for Christmas, so I'm in wind-down mode. I've got a few presents to wrap, and hopefully uh, the biggest present of all will be a lovely victory for the Bengals tomorrow in the Ohio State Derby. Well, we haven't discussed it since the last game. The Browns got the win last Can time. We just skip, skip that one and just discuss tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, got, you guys outplayed us that game. Uh, as I think I remember saying, you know, there was a definite chance that you would, and you did. We played a pool, and we were going through that really bad run. Um, yeah, you guys played really well. Fully deserved the win. No complaints on that one at all. Okay, uh, let's talk about tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what's your predictions for tomorrow? I think you guys will win again, but I think uh, we'll give a much, much better showing. Uh, again, ravaged by injuries. Uh, AJ's out for the season. Um, Tyler Boyd now is probably going to miss the last two games. He's, he's out for tomorrow. So we've got really... Well, we have got other people to throw to, but those, the two big receiving threats are out tomorrow. The good news is that Joe Mixon, who in the last couple of weeks has been absolutely outstanding. Uh, he's only kind of literally yards away from passing 1,000 yards. He's suddenly crept up to be the leading rusher in the AFC. He's been, along with Tyler Boyd, the real bright spark for the Bengals this year. Um, the way he's changed his style, he's progressed a lot. He's not everyone's cup of tea, um, but he's stopped trying to be Le'Veon Bell, and he's now... Um, crafted his own identities, figured out what kind of running back he really is. The Bengals have figured out what kind of running back he really is. And I have to say, he's, he's reminding me a little bit of Todd Gurley in the way he runs. He's much more effective as a downhill runner. He's hitting the holes a lot harder. He's very quick. He's a lot tougher than you think. So he's been brilliant. And he's actually kind of started to carry this team um, over the past few weeks. So he's emerging as not only as a really... Um, dangerous offensive weapon but personality wise he's emerged as a real leader well the um good news for you is that we ranked 24th in the um uh run defense but the the uh, good news for us is that um last week we really um stopped Lindsay playing his game mm. yeah i mean again you guys have done a good job this year and i think just looking at it from the outside uh, in, I guess. Um, seems that everything's sort of gelling really up in Cleveland, which is about time, frankly, with all the talent that he accrued over the past few years. But as I say, I think we'll, 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 we'll turn up tomorrow. Uh, there was a bit of bad feeling after the game uh, in Cincinnati, uh, after that, that guy of yours uh, handed the ball to Hugh Jackson on the sidelines after the interception. I can't remember who it was, one of your safeties, I think it was. Yeah, it was a guy um, called Randall. And uh, just, yeah. just so I know, what, what was the Bengals' view of that? Was it 
Well, I thought it was quite funny, um, but I know a lot of Bengals fans that did not like that one bit. Um, um, and also, me personally, what I didn't like was Baker Mayfield's comments after the game about, you know, he was, he was upset about Hugh taking a job just down the road, kind of more or less straight away. And it's kind of, come on, man, grow up a little bit. You know, it, this is the NFL. You guys pinched you from us a couple of years earlier. It swings and roundabouts. It happens. So just grow up. And I think, uh, uh, but a lot of Bengals fans, uh, I think there's a bit more needle in this game. Uh, certainly with what some of the players are coming out, some of the Cleveland players saying that some of the Bengals players were disrespectful. Some of the Bengals players, I think, were upset with, with some of the uh, Browns players' behaviour. Some of the Bengals fans are upset with some of the Browns players' behaviour during and after the game. So I think, you know, I think there could be, this could be the start of a, a rekindling of a rivalry. Who knows? But yeah, I, I thought the whole Randall thing was quite amusing. Some people did not see it like that. I did not particularly like uh, Mayfield's comments after the game. I just thought, come on, man, grow up. You know, um, it's, it's the NFL, you know. Um, so yeah, a bit of needle. Um, Hughes, Hughes, Hugh has been very much in the background at Cincinnati since he's been there. But I tell you what, I'm not putting this down on him at all, but um, the, the team has improved. We really should have beaten the Chargers in LA. We were the better team for three quarters in that game. Um, we obviously beat the Raiders, but, you know, it's the Raiders. Um, so tomorrow, I think, will be a good game. You'll see a much better defence from us tomorrow. Marvin uh, Lewis has obviously gone from... Uh, from sacking Terrell Austin as defensive coordinator and uh, assumed defensive coordinator roles himself, which is really why he brought Hugh in, because he yeah. felt that he needed help to kind of be both head coach and defensive coordinator. What we've seen in the past couple of weeks is the, ben the Bengals' defence, their fundamentals, which had been all over the shop. And what I mean by that is the tackling for a star is much better. There was a stat that was tweeted out by one of the Bengals uh, radio guys or one of the Bengals journalists, beat journalists, saying that against Kansas City, who absolutely murdered us, we missed 18 tackles during that game. In the past three weeks, we've missed 17 tackles. So that shows an immediate kind of improvement. We're sealing the edges better. The secondary is playing much, much better. Uh, we're getting, and because the secondary is playing much, much better, uh, we're getting more of our pass pass can't even say it pass rush going. Like Geno Atkins had three sacks against the Raiders last week, albeit against kind of backup uh, players. Yeah. But there seems to be a bit more weirdly, even though there's nothing to play for us now. There seems to be confidence, and we're kind of exactly like we were last year. We had nothing to play for except for pride, except for players wanting to remain on the teams next season. You know, you look at Tyler Boyd against Baltimore in the final game last season when he scored that amazing touchdown in the final seconds to end the Ravens' uh, playoff hopes. Um, you know, that, he carried that confidence because uh, he, he had a rough season. He carried that confidence over into this season and he's been amazing. So I think you'll see a few fringe players get some meaningful snaps. Hopefully they can get some confidence. And we can see what we've got. But certainly the Bengals will be playing for pride tomorrow. And it's a local derby. So I hope 
that it will be a lot closer than the game down in Cincinnati. Yeah, we've got a full stadium uh, tomorrow. It's all sold out, so it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I mean, that's better than we've got at the moment. I mean, one of the things... I mean, we've had so many injuries. We've got about 20 players on IR this season now. Uh, and it's a real shame. We started off the season really, really well. Played some really exciting football. Um, albeit with a defence that you could kind of score on at any given moment. Um, and then injuries just completely knacked us, you know what I mean? Uh, but the fan, a lot of fans see that as uh, a symptom of Marvin Lewis again. So they're voting with their feet. Uh, so all is not happy in Cincinnati at the moment. The, 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 the stadium is half full for, half game, for home games. rather. Um, a lot of people want to change. But I think, you know, the players still love Marvin, so they will be playing for him. They will be playing for him. Will he be there next year, do you think? Oh, that's the eternal question. I mean, a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to be there at the end of last season, but he signed a two-year extension. But what we found out a few weeks ago was that he didn't sign a two-week, two-week, two two-year extension. He signed a one-year extension with the possibility of another one-year option. Now, he's coming to the end of that kind of year extension. So, again, we're back in that same place. It's like deja vu. Is Marvin going to stay? Everything pointed to the fact last year that he was going to leave. He didn't. He surprised everyone. Even Adam Schefter, excuse me, or Ian Rappaport, or one of those big boys, tweeted out, Marvin's going, Marvin's going. And, of course, he didn't at all. So, me personally, I really like Marvin as a person. I think he's a great guy. Uh, he's a really good football coach. Uh, he's won NFL Coach of the Year. You know, he's, he's had a pretty good... Pretty good kind of regular season record. We all know his playoff uh, record, which is not, uh, not nothing to write home about. But I will defend him because I think he has done a good job in Cincinnati. However, I think the place needs some new energy. And uh, 16 years is a long time for anyone. He looks tired. He looks as though he's running on, on not quite empty. But, you know, he's, he's taking this personally. He's putting the team on his back and that's tiring. I personally think that the team needs some new direction and some new energy. So I don't hate Marvin, but I think it's probably the right time. Um, besides Hugh, what other names have been in the draw for next potential manager? Well, I think most Bengals fans don't want Hugh as a, as a head coach, uh, first and foremost. Uh, me personally, I think he's, again, I think he's a really good coordinator. He's a really good coach, really good guy. Players love him in Cincinnati. He, he brings a lot of energy. I know he didn't have a great time in Cleveland. But as a head coach, I don't think he's, he's the right person, really. Um, one, uh, a few names have been banded about. I mean, you look at Vance Joseph, who uh, is probably going to be fired as the Broncos coach. He, came, he went to the Broncos from Cincinnati. Uh, I would ex maybe expect him to be defensive coordinator, you know, in... in, in in, in the short-term future. One name that is very intriguing, an ex-Bengals player who's the current offensive coordinator in Kansas City, and that's Eric Bieniemy. Uh, that's something that I personally would, would be quite content. A, a younger guy, an ex-Bengal player, uh, knows the limitations, shall we say, of the Brown family. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's too early yet to talk about head coaches, but there, there are a couple of... Certainly, uh, BNM is a bit of a wild card at the moment. But we won't know until Marvin makes his decision. And by all accounts, it's his decision to make. It's not, um, 
it's not Mike Brown's decision. Well, it is, obviously, but um, I don't think Marvin will be fired. I think it will be either Marvin quitting and moving on or an amicable mutual agreement. A conscious uncoupling, Paul, I think. <laughs> is there a date when he's like hinted he's going to make a decision like before the next draft or um we're we're going to be on marvin watch from you know straight after the pittsburgh game um the, the the talk is that he's going to take a couple of weeks to make his decision um so yeah but from like you know what will that be what's the date tomorrow blah 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 so you know whatever the date the last game of the season is the 30th i think it is yeah from the 31st, we're going to be on Marvin watch because a decision or an announcement could be made at any moment, really. I'm actually flying out to the Ravens game, last game of the season. Very nice. I was hoping it was going to be the uh, real crunch game, but we need a miracle and a miracle to get <coughs> the playoffs. Well, hopefully we can, uh, we can piss on your barbecue tomorrow and um, we can dampen out that uh, miracle. And... <laughs> And you just have to play for pride in your final game. Well, I'm a bit scared, Paul, with your optimism about playing for pride because it feels like everyone's saying it's going to be a Browns win tomorrow. But I am going to go with the uh, pundits and say it will be a Brown win. Yeah, I think it will be just because, again, we're heavily, you know, we've got a very, very stripped bare roster tomorrow. I would expect to, you know, and also we've got Jeff Driscoll, who is a backup quarterback and he showed. Uh, he's showed flashes of, of, you know, maturity and talent. He's been pretty good. But last week against the Raiders, he, his radar was all over the place. And, he's, you know, and we've got to be understanding of that. You can't expect a backup quarterback with no NFL starting experience just to kind of be pitched in there and do the business, you know. So um, expect a lot of carries for Mixon tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I, I think, again, I don't think we'll win because we're just too ravaged by injury. But I think, you know, there'll be a much more spirited performance. And I think we'll give you guys a game. It's a bit of a shame because this could have been a nice opportunity for AJ McCarron to have, would have had a little bit of a run out end of the season. And it's a shame. Well, I mean, won. I wasn't a huge fan of AJ McCarron, to be honest with you. Um, I thought he was a... I thought he's a backup quarterback in this league and he's proving to be that. But, you know, he did a good job with us. You know, he was a good team guy. He played a few games and kind of did some good things. Um, a lot of Bengals fans think, uh, I, I think, kind of want a new franchise quarterback next year. I doubt that very much will happen. I think we'll be with, with Dalton for a few years to come. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's all on Driscoll tomorrow. Hopefully he can play better against you guys than he did against the Raiders. Um, but as I say, it'll be the Mixon show tomorrow, I think. Is he playing for his career or is he, is he quite safe there as a backup quarterback? Yeah, I mean, one thing that he has done this year, uh, what is it, three games he's played. I think he's, he's shown that he can play at this level, which is great for him. Uh, I think the more games he gets under his belt, the, the more confident he'll become. Uh, the more attuned to, you know, what it takes to be an NFL quarterback. And who knows, you know, maybe down the line he can use this and become a starter somewhere. But at the moment, he's established himself as a, as a backup, really. And that's, that's a good thing for him. He's a six-round pick, if I'm correct. Yeah, he's bounced around. I think he was uh, with the 49ers. I think the 49ers um, drafted him. He was a sixth-round pick. So he kind of came from nowhere, really. But... 
a good thing to watch. He's got a, he's, he hasn't got good touch on the short throws, but what he's got is a good arm on the intermediate throws. Uh, he's got he can run as well. He's a big lad and he can run. So you know he can get himself out of trouble. Um, but as I say, everything will be on Mixon and Gio Bernard tomorrow. Okay, great. And um, last question from me is: What are you most worried about from the Browns from a uh, offense side? Well, I think I think you're uh, good question. Offensive side, um, obviously, Nick Chubb had a great was it Nick Chubb? Yeah, um, he had a really good game against us down at PBS, uh, both on the ground and out of the backfield as well. Um, um, as I say, though, I think we've tightened up a bit. Um, I don't think uh, he's a good player. He's he's really done well this year. Um, I think I don't think he'll be as effective tomorrow as he was down in Cincinnati. Uh, famous last words, but you know, um, I like your receiving core. I think um, uh, I like the way that Perryman's coming on. He's he's now a danger. Uh, although, as I say before, we've now got a healthy secondary, and they're playing very well. In fact, better than. Uh, well, as well as we thought they would be, because that's always been our strength. And they've switched from more, more of a zone coverage scheme to a man scheme, and that's suiting them much better. William Jackson, you know, his great PFF grades are through the roof, which back up to last year's grades. He's a potential all-pro. And at the start of the year, he wasn't playing like one. Um, Drake Petrick's playing well. Dark has Denard's playing well. Safety's a player. Yeah, um, we've not massively worried. Beat us, but uh, expect a close game tomorrow. Yeah, with Chubb, he's playing for a thousand yard season, mm. and I think he's around 120 off that. So right. uh, he, he, he might not get it tomorrow. Uh, I'm expecting Mixon to get his thousand yards tomorrow because he's about 10 yards away. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, I mean, Chubb will get there, I would imagine, and he deserves to get there with the season that he's had. Um, but uh, it'd be lovely if it wasn't tomorrow. And Perryman's a, a first-round uh, prospect and uh, couldn't catch a ball. And he, a lot of Browns fans are very much like, he's done well when he's been thrown the ball, but he hasn't had a lot of um, reps, really. So uh, Yeah. I mean, you've got a good receiving core. I like Callaway. I like, uh, you know... Um, Landry. All good players, you know. Um, but as I say, it should be a good matchup tomorrow because our secondary is playing really, really well uh, in the past couple of weeks. And the run game is tightened up. Um, we've still got that huge weakness over the middle. In the, we're very soft in the centre of the, of, the, of the park. So, uh, and Joku, if he's playing, could, um, could hurt us. Uh, Landry in the slot could hurt us. Nick Chubb out the backfield. Duke Johnson out the backfield could hurt us. Um, so we'll see what William's game plans. And I think her husband, what's, the, what's your, no, Kitchens, that's the word, isn't it? That's yeah. the dude. I've, I've been really impressed with him, actually. Uh, I think we all have been, been, really. He's been fantastic, actually. Um, so it depends what he dials up, really, and, and what, we can, what we can cope with. Um, but yeah, I think, you'll have, I think you'll have just about enough tomorrow. Paul, we could both be sitting here next year with totally new head coaches and totally new oh, yeah. coaches. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, and that's the other thing, though, man. It's 
a lot of Bengals fans, you know, I've been supporting this lot for 30 years. So I've seen your sandwiches and your, you know, you know, the whole lot. Um, but for a lot of Bengals fans, they only know Marvin Lewis as a head coach. They don't know any different. It's like kind of being an Arsenal fan and, and only knowing Arsene Wenger for 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think actually it would be quite exciting for a new coach, a new broom, a kind of a new energy sweeping through the corridors of Paul Brown Stadium. But who knows? You know, uh, again, that's not to say that I hate Marvin Lewis, as many Bengals fans do, which is, to me, is kind of slightly inexplicable because I think he deserves a lot of respect, you know. Um, however, uh, we shall see. You're right. We could, I mean, who do you want? I mean, I'm sure you've discussed this with your, with your, with your followers and your, your team. Uh, who, I mean, what's, what's the word on the street for, for Cleveland? Well, Paul, believe it or not, no one's ever asked me this question. So you've got the well, exclusive. You can have Marvin Lewis if you like, mate. And not for not for myself. I <laughs> think right this second, I would like to stay with the same coaching staff as we've got. Hello. Going to next season. So you want to give him a chance, do you? A full season. I think we can afford while we're playing well, gelling well, give him one season, see what happens. That's just my view. Hmm, interesting. Well, uh, we will soon see, I guess. I guess these big decisions will be made in the, uh, in the early part of the year. So um, it's, it's kind of exciting. Uh, knowing the Bengals, they'll stick to what they know. Um, so it could be uh, a move upstairs for Marvin. That's not beyond the realms of possibility. It could be a move sideways or upwards for Hugh Jackson because that was always going to, before you guys took Hugh, uh, that was all. That was the succession plan that was mooted, you know. Marvin uh, moving upstairs, and then Hugh taking over as the head coach. That that to me is still the favourite, not favourite as in my favourite, but in terms of, you know, odds wise, that's still the favourite uh, uh, odds on thing to happen. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see, man. Paul, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? I'm going to go Cleveland 19, the Cincinnati Bengals 13. Okay, so you, are going to, you, you do think the Browns are going to win? Yeah, I think they'll just have enough. But I would not be surprised if the Bengals rolled into town and uh, ended your season. Well, Paul, I just want to say what you're doing at the Bengals UK is absolutely amazing. Thank you very and, much. Um, tomorrow when I post... Sorry, later today when I post this, uh, I'm going to also post your last podcast. Thank you. You had three players on your podcast, is that correct? Yeah, we, um, we've been doing the podcast for pretty much actually bang on a year. Um, we started off as a bit of an experiment, as a way to, another way to kind of help grow the Bengals community in the UK. Because you can, you can hear, you know, you can listen to lots of uh, American podcast but there wasn't one for Bengals fans in the UK uh, and it's just a good way to rally people around and it's gone really really well we've had journalists from Cincinnati and we've had play, you know ex-players coaches um, we've had Carlos Dunlap on there during the summer and for the Christmas episode uh, for, for the last Christmas episode we came up with some Bengals themed Christmas carols and me and my co-host Nathan sang them in the studio which was Really funny, but also appalling as well. So I thought this year um, we should do something a bit more special. So I managed to get hold of a choir and they sang three Bengals. We went to my local pub and recorded it in the room upstairs. Um, 
There was a big Christmas tree, a roaring fire, you know, all the Christmas stuff knocking about. It was great. A choir sang three um, uh, Bengals-themed Christmas carols. Uh, I managed to get uh, little snippets of chat with Jeff Driscoll, John Ross and Billy Price uh, and a few other guys as well. So, yeah, really pleased. And we kind of thank everyone for, for their sort of help and support. And, you know, the Bengals themselves are kind of behind us, even though we don't tow the company line. We're not an official organisation. But it's just, as you know, it's just really good fun to do. And it's just so great to kind of bring everyone together in the UK, you know, because why not? There are a lot of us here. Uh, you know. I've worked out we've got half the, half the teams covered on podcasts. So... Um, what I'm going to try and do is get a draft night and try and get all the podcasts together and do a uh, potential draft night. Yeah, I think that's a, an amazing idea, man. I think that's really great. Because I think, you know, I'm, I'm very conscious of the fact that, uh, you know, my, obviously my main focus is the Bengals, right? And trying to bring Bengals fans together. But I think it's really important as well to kind of bring together the wider NFL community in, in this country because uh, we all love the sport, we all love our teams. It doesn't feel quite as aggressive or territorial as, say, soccer. Do you know what I mean? Um, where you know there's a lot of horrid kind of you know rivalry and, and snarkiness and aggression. Whereas over here, I mean, obviously we all we all hate the Steelers, but you know I'd have a pint with the Steelers fan. You know, yeah, yeah. Christmas after all. And, and that's another thing. In January, it'd be nice to do a divisional roundup. Me, yourself, a Steelers, and a um, Ravens fan in the UK on a podcast, short and sharp. What's our yeah. predictions for next year? Yeah, I would love to, Paul. And thank you for hitting me up. And it's, it's been nice to meet you this year. And Merry Christmas to all Browns fans. Yeah. And Merry Christmas tomorrow. Thank you for your honesty that the Browns may win tomorrow, or they will win. Always honest, mate. Always honest. All right, excellent. Thanks a lot, Paul. And uh, catch up for you in the new year. Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas, mate. Thanks a lot for that, buddy. No worries, mate. Thanks a lot, mate. If I can help with anything, mate, just let us know, yeah, yeah. okay? Sorry, mate. If I can help you with anything, let me know, and I'll retweet that tomorrow, okay? Yeah, that's uh, amazing, mate. That's that's really great. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, hooking up with us this year, and uh, yeah, let's let's chat and hang out next year. It's been great. All right, excellent. All right. Merry Cheers, Christmas, Thanks for your time. Enjoy Cornwall. Cheers, mate. Let's change.